I think in terms of uh, technology and my own satisfaction, it was a success. It was probably commercially, it didn't do as well as we expected. And those reasons are well known in some sense. For example, today if I had to start a company of that sort, mm. I would not have started with less than a hundred crore investment or something. You know, something of that order. So welcome to Outliers. Uh, after a few weeks break, I have been unwell, actually, and it's been quite exciting. It gave me lots of time to think. Uh, spent a few days in a hospital as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've been thinking, you know, I mean, uh, when something starts becoming a habit uh, and you kind of uh, take a break, it really hurts. <laughs> so uh, thank you to each of you on Twitter and elsewhere who have been writing and asking about the next uh, Outliers episode. So here we are. We are back. We are back with uh, someone I, I really consider an outlier for all the great reasons. Uh, I am uh, really excited to sit down with V. Vinay, who, um, you know, the first time uh, I, I heard about V. Vinay uh, was when... Uh, people were going frenzy about uh, Simputer. And uh, for those of you who are not aware of Simputer, you will learn more about it. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it, to describe it, maybe a tablet com- computer, uh, Vinay? I mean, how would you describe it? No, it was a handle. Uh, handheld. It was handheld yeah. machine. And uh, I was early in my career uh, as a technology journalist, and we were like, wow. And later on, uh, over the years, I have had some great conversations with Vinay. Uh, the last one I really uh, remember well was about the engineering crisis and, and how, how difficult it's become for India. And, and you know, at the core of it, who is really an engineer? Mm-hmm. So I remember all that uh, very well. Thank you for joining uh, us on the podcast, Vinay, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so let's start from the start. I mean, at least from what I know of the start, Mm. and you can correct me. Um, A lot of us who have been tracking India's technology or startup ecosystem Mm. would very fondly remember Mm. Simputer. If we could start with that journey Mm. in your overall career, Mm. uh, that would be awesome. Like, you know, what happened? Uh, The good, uh, the bad uh, of it, and, and what lessons you believe still holds in, in today's context. So maybe I'll give you a historical uh, perspective of how we started. We started around 99 and uh, at that point in time uh, academics turning entrepreneurs was new. Actually nobody had done that. And uh, the only companies that you could find academics running was probably in the names of their brothers or wives and so on. <laughs> okay? So which means it was made, these were running off the record. And uh, I think around 98, 99, I, I think there was a instance where Ratan Tata had come. He was the uh, visitor for the court here at the Indian Institute of Science. And he had actually come. And one of the things that he proposed when he gave a speech was, why is it that at Stanford and MIT and so on, we have academics becoming entrepreneurs, but why is that not happening in India? And why is that not happening in IAC? And uh, probably a couple of years later, we said, okay, why not? And uh, 
It started really because of uh, BangaloreIT.com. Okay. The first IT.com, where two of my colleagues uh, were responsible for a session. And uh, as part of the two, two or three day session, there was a <coughs> Bangalore declaration that was, uh, that they came up with. And as part of the declaration, one of the things was that computing has to be looked at globally, but it has to be nurtured locally. So there are local needs that need to be taken care of. And it's one thing to come up with a declaration. I, mean, I think uh, every conference or workshop, there's always some declaration that somebody comes up with. So the question that we asked is whether we can actually, how do we actualize that? What do we do? And that's how this impeta started, okay. as a device that can bridge the digital divide. And we spent much of 99, 2000 uh, trying to get permission from IIC <coughs> to uh, start these companies and so on and so forth. So it took about a year, year and a half to get through the process, new committees had to be formed, uh, there was some resistance. Uh, Professor Kincha at that point was the head of uh, SID, which is a Society for Innovation and Development within ISA. And uh, he was uh, instrumental in sort of pushing this entire <coughs> idea of academic entrepreneurship. The director at that point was uh, Professor Gaur then Mehta, and he was supportive. But it took time. Sure. And eventually it happened. And we started not one, but two companies. So we started Picopita, and we also started Stand Life Sciences. Yes. Okay, so those are two companies that started. And there were four of us involved. And the four of us, uh, so that's Professor Chandru, Monohar, Ramesh Hariharan, and myself. We used to run a lab within ISE, and we used to take projects from outside and do things and so on. <coughs> and so the four of us decided that we will start this company, and we also decided that uh, two of us will focus in, on the computer project, mm -hmm. and uh, two, two of us will focus on the life science part. So Manor and I spent much of our time on the computer project, and Ramesh and Chandru spent much of their time on the life science, bioinformatics part. Okay, so that's how we started sure. around 2000, 2001. I think our first uh, client for the life science project gave us, I think, about three fifty or $400,000. So we used that money and we, uh, we built a fairly nice place. I don't know if you came to the previous uh, no. <laughs> company, but we had a... We had a good place, actually. <laughs> this is good <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, after the Simpita was launched, we said we will productize it. The question was, who will, who's going to productize it? Yeah. And then, so we started to pick up Simpita just to make sure that we productize the, you know, the ideas that we had. And, uh, yeah, so you have to tell me, well, I can continue, sure. but you have to tell me yeah. at what point. <laughs> Uh, it, it if you want to be more specific, then sure. I think the... It, it would be good to get more specific about Simputer since you were involved with it closely. Uh, looking at that experience in terms of what worked and what did not, because mm -hmm. I, I believe that it would still hold lessons for people who want to build things today. Mm -hmm. So would you just capture some of those 
highlights. I can tell you some motivation for this impeta. Okay, sure. What design <coughs> criteria we had in our mind? Yeah. One problem was illiteracy. Okay, so India probably is still a place where there's a, a huge percentage of population which is illiterate. So there we said we will develop a, a text-to-speech engine. And uh, the idea of the text-to-speech engine was that at least in two or three languages, one was Kannada, and there was, because of the closeness of Kannada and uh, Telugu and so on, we could also develop something in Telugu. The idea was that we should be able to pick up text, which probably is in Kannada, but it should be spoken out in Kannada. And despite the fair amount of research happening in speech technologies within the country, I think there have been over two or three groups, well-known groups in India, <coughs> but nobody had attempted a text-to-speech synthesis in Indian language at that point in time. So that is something that we undertook. But you have to remember that these are all first versions. When you look at uh, something being done as text-to-speech today, uh, those researchers have probably gone you know, 30 years yeah. of research and so on and so forth. So these are all new to us because because the languages are different. So the same ideas don't necessarily work. So that was one criteria. The second criteria was that of keyboards. So we, English is a, a fortunate language in some sense because you have an alphabet that just has about 26 characters and maybe with caps and so on. Uh, so within about 100 characters, you, you, are, you can do a fair amount of work. Indian language is complex. And uh, because of the complexity of Indian languages, at the time we started the simple, there was not even a standardization of the boards, of the keyboards. <coughs> there was no standard, Unicode was just coming out. Uh, we did not have Unicode fonts for Indian languages. And we commissioned one for Canada, actually. Uh, so all of these issues were there at that point in time. And we, we had a handle device. <coughs> the fact that we had a handheld device meant that we did not want an external keyboard and so yeah. on and so forth. Right? We wanted the device to be portable. So consequently we said it's, it's not so much about how the data is interpreted or what you write and so on. The question is can I communicate to you if both of us are in a local language and the best way to do that was writing. So we introduced a, a layer of writing where you could write on any screen on the computer, which meant that you could be looking at a web page and uh, you may have found something interesting on a web page. So you could circle something in the web page and you could write your comment and you could send it off to uh, your friend or you know, somebody else by email. Or if you came back to the web page the next time, if, let's say three or four days later, or maybe a week later, you could go back to the annotation and the same annotation would be there. So every page on this computer, it's like uh, saying that you open your machine and you see a screen. Yeah. Okay, you could probably be reading a PDF, it could be something else, uh, it could be a web page, it could be a movie, but you could annotate everything. It could be image, everything was annotatable, which meant that we made writing as central to the computer. So the solution was architected so that the these writing was central. The second advantage of writing is that 
I can come in, can I, can I, have, to, I have to write something and I send that to you yeah. and you can read it. And uh, that got rid of this, you know, we don't require uh, you know, 20 odd keyboards for every Indian language and so on, which was, just write it. it was impractical. Yeah, so we just had to write it and send the information. The third innovation of the computer was that, uh, as a technical innovation, I think, Simpiter was the first Linux handheld device in the world. But another innovation that we, was, uh, that we had was that we had smart cards. So we had a smart card reader on the Simpiter. Oh. And the idea of the smart card reader was that, and this was an idea that we got probably from, uh, uh, so what is it, the Muhammad Yunus okay, yeah. uh, Grameen <coughs> Bank? Yeah, uh, the Bangladesh, huh. yeah, yeah. Grameen Bank? Forget the name, yeah. Is it coming? Oh, so, we'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think we had heard the story, uh, an interesting story in, from Bangladesh, that they were able to provide, because a lot of uh, people from Bangladesh, you know, they travel to US or to Europe, they set up restaurants and various other things, and they want to talk back to their family. And the families can't afford, uh, at that point in time, this was around 2000, could not afford mobile phones because they were very expensive. <coughs> so one of the ideas that we read was the fact that there would be a person in a village with a mobile phone, okay, and this person would receive a call, and because it's a small village, it would probably cycle, go to the family, and provide the service. Okay. And that we thought was very interesting. So we had this idea that in a village, what we wanted to do was to empower probably the postman, who is a trusted person in the village, to have this computer. Families have smart cards. And what they would do, for example, uh, instead of going and spending uh, a day in a primary healthcare center without knowing when the doctor comes or you know, when they would get their appointment and so on, they could actually, on the previous day, as the postman goes through the village, they could actually book a slot using their smart card. <coughs> and the next day they just have to turn up at that point in time and do things and so on. Okay. So the smart card could be used for a variety of things. And one of the things that we also envisaged was that smart card would be very cheap, but uh, it could, for example, also provide insurance. Yeah, okay. true. And uh, so if a farmer has a smart card, he buys into a service, uh, which allows the person to do a variety of things. So this was one of them. Other things we had uh, thought of was, for example, typically in a village, the villager does not necessarily get a job in that village. They tend to go to neighboring villages. But they have to transfer money. Now how do you transfer money? So you could do a, a deduction through the small, smart card. And that information centralized to some centralized server could come to the other postman. And the person could pay on this side. Okay. So these are broadly the ideas sure. of uh, social ideas that went behind the design of this computer. In terms of technology, we had a few other ideas as well. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we were the first uh, Linux handheld device. And we were also the first device to have a USB master. And uh, at that point in time, there were lots of devices which used to have a USB slave. So USB used to have this master and slave uh, 
configuration at that point. So for example, your camera, uh, used to have a Sony camera those days, yeah. used to have a USB uh, connector, which was a slave, and you connect it to the USB master, then the slave will, all your pictures and so on, it'll become a folder <laughs> on your on your device, and then you can copy, transfer, and do whatever you want. So we made the simple USB master, so that you could connect other devices to it. Wow. And uh, so that was another innovation that we had. The third innovation which has caught on after that uh, is that we were probably the first commercial device to have an accelerometer inside. And today an accelerometer, all devices have accelerometer, your iPhone has and uh, you turn it goes to landscape and so on because it has a device inside which recognizes orientation and so on. And we were actually the first to put it onto a commercial device. And uh, very interestingly there are some web pages on uh, uh, that you can search where uh, some journalists have said that there's been some patent uh, lawsuits between Apple and Samsung and so on about using the accelerometer. And there have been articles where people have actually quoted that CPUTA is a prior art. And uh, therefore, uh, neither of them has a, <laughs> you know, uh, should be holding a patent or fighting about it. So that's, so that's been an interesting thing. And I think the CPUTA, uh, so we had it around uh, 2001, 2002. And I think the iPhone came at what, at 2007 or so? Right? And we were at least about five years ahead. And we used to have a game on the computer using uh, this called Golgoli. I don't know if you have seen no. that. So Golgoli is, uh, you have these arcs yeah. with openings. Okay, okay. And there's a, there's a ball bearing yeah, yeah. which goes around. Got it. So we simulated that. Yes. And you could til keep tilting the computer and you know, eventually you had to get probably about you know, three of them yeah, into the inside. small circle. Yeah. yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great hit. Uh, and today I think uh, after more than 10 years, at least 10 years, I now see <coughs> devices which actually are advertising over the television and so on, that you can take a picture and now you can write on it and you can send it off to your grandmother or something else. Like yeah, so we were at least over a dozen years ahead. Yeah, that's why I was amused when you those were. Things, yeah, in several <laughs> of these things. So, uh, yeah. you know, Professor Vinay, uh, a very candid question. Mm -hmm. How do you characterize Simputer as an innovation or a product? Mm -hmm. Ahead of time, success, failure, uh, what does it mean to you? I think in terms of uh, technology and my own satisfaction, it was a success. It was probably commercially, it didn't do as well as we expected. And those reasons are well known in some sense. For example, today if I had to start a company of that sort, mm -hmm. I would not have started with less than a hundred crore investment or something, you know, something of that order. I can tell you that uh, in the four years that we ran, from 2000 to 2000, uh, roughly 2000, end of 2005, so five years, at no point in time did I have a bank balance of more than 60 lakhs. And we were burning 20 lakhs a month. 
and somehow we managed it. And I think the only reason we managed it was because we were uh, foolish entrepreneurs. <laughs> I think <laughs> we just said, we just took a plunge and uh, we just kept sailing. And uh, yeah, so it's amazing. I, and I think there's here something that I'm extremely proud of. In that five years, there's not a single payment to anyone that I defaulted. That's amazing. Right? Not even a single uh, time. Salaries are paid on time, rents are paid on time, bills are paid on time. And, uh, but we never had more than 60 lakhs in the bank. We were always searching for an angel here and an angel there, and there were enough angels. But what we did not get support from was, uh, we did not get any large backing from venture capitalists at that point. Did you try it? We tried a lot. Uh, mostly at that point, and I think it's still true today. In fact, morning I was speaking to someone uh, who is developing hardware. And the problem is still the same. I think people in India are very afraid to put money on hardware uh, because they are not quite sure we can pull off a success there. But that applies to every idea, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm just thinking. Like. It's probably true, but I think uh, I think mostly people are, I think, happy to put money where there has already been an established business model. And in the, if you look at the early 2000s, the big things were the services companies, yeah. and and they were doing really well. And uh, so that was, I think, what most people wanted to put money in. The second personal reason that I think I have, uh, unlike other technologies, right? Everybody has an opinion about a handheld device. Okay. So, for example, we did get a fair amount of funding for uh, Stand, but Stand was doing something in life sciences, in genomics, and so on. And it's easier to sell that story because, in any case, uh, with no insult to any of the VCs, but their understanding is likely to be much poorer than ours. But on things that are, uh, that people think they understand, they tend to overemphasize their, uh, maybe how do I rephrase it? Now, they really think they understand the space, right? I mean, the phone, for example, you think I have an opinion and uh, I see no reason to change my opinion about a phone yeah. or a handle, a palm. I have used a palm, okay? And therefore, uh, since I've used a palm or a window C, what's the point of uh, these things? So we missed many buses, okay? Mm -hmm. So here's one bus that we missed. Uh, at that point in time, we actually developed this entire stack because writing was central for us. Yeah. We developed that entire solution stack completely on top of Linux. And we had 105 applications that were on this computer. We had our own packet manager. We had the entire system that you can think of. And uh, that would have been an ideal Android okay, in 2004 or 2003. Okay. Because finally, Android was also built on top of, uh, yeah. of, uh, on top of Linux. And it was uh, given away free to several phone manufacturers to start using it. 
So technically, we already had that. We had that entire solution available, and we could uh, we could have challenged Windows CE at that point in time, Symbian, which was in Nokia. The IPAC used to run. No, that was much later. IPAC used to run a Windows CE. <coughs> yeah. Okay. So we had Windows CE. We had uh, the Symbian. Palm at one side and Symbian on the other side. So there were the three things. So we did have a fourth solution, which actually uh, could have been the Android at that point in time. Yeah, so there are these things which, in hindsight, we know that, well, these are points where we should have, could have done something differently and so on. But then, I think most of my cycle and Mono's cycle was mostly on how do I make sure the salary comes the next month, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so those are the constraints. It, it, it's interesting you mentioned this, Professor Vinay, because even now when you go around talking to hardware startups, mm -hmm. a lot of them talk about similar Correct. challenges. So why have we not learned from... Simply because we've not had a success story. But how we will have success story if you don't back it's it? It's a chicken and egg problem. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I agree to that. But I think from a VC's point of view, they are trying to maximize their ability to you know, get returns. And... Uh, if they have not seen a success story, uh, there has to be something, right? There has to be something that convinces them that uh, you know, hardware can happen. And hardware is difficult. I mean, let's not let's be clear that a hardware company in India is difficult to run. Part of the reason it's difficult to run is because uh, the numbers that we have is very small, yeah. and therefore it's very difficult to get the attention of uh, the big guys. But uh, no, just for just supplying. Just supplying, yes. So I want a touch screen. Somebody will quote uh, $50 those times. Okay. Color touch screen for the expensive. Now and then they'll ask how many will you pick up. Now our numbers are in thousands, but they're used to supplying in, uh, uh, if not tens and thousands, right? Uh, so we are a factor of uh, 10 or 100 away from uh, what they do. So how much of time are they going to give us and why will they give us a low price? So hardware is a paradox because the more hardware you sell, the less of the prices. But then if you are small, you will not have orders for that magnitude, right? And uh, therefore you land up paying more and therefore you are uncompetitive. Okay, so that paradox is there. And you can't attract the attention of uh, you know, big suppliers. But we got lucky there because we partnered with BL. Yeah. And uh, so that was a good part. But BEL is still a, a PSU. Yeah. But by and large, I think we were happy with what uh, BEL was able to provide. For example, we had to have an inventory of our own. And uh, Bell put in that money, which is significant. <laughs> Not any VC, but whatever. Yeah, no, so, but they put in that money. And uh, so those significant money, so these things happened, as I said. But nevertheless, I think there were issues. I think the, the issues were that we were not able to scale simply because we did not have the money internally, deep pockets internally to be able to sustain things until things succeed. But every major company in India probably has come and spent some time with us. And uh, shall we do a pilot, shall we do this, and so on. So all those things have happened. Yeah. But for them, this is a small step. I mean, it's not critical on their part. It's more of curiosity that uh, 
they would land up and find out what's happening, play the goal goalie, and say, yeah. "Oh, fantastic!" And <laughs> <laughs> let's go back. But uh, so we did not get a big order. And uh, one of the things that happens in the U.S. for hardware industry, and a particular example is HP. When HP started, they started small, some garage and so on. But the U.S. Army gave them a big order. So we spent a lot of time with both governments at that point. There was an India government and there was a, a UPA one trying to see if the government can order for about 10,000 computers. It's nothing, I mean, just a... But that would have given us a fill-up yeah. okay? in terms of uh, creating capacity for us. BL would have said, okay, we believe these guys can pull something. And once that happens, you know, more people could have come in and so on. So the nice thing is that we made it to, I think, uh, 15th of August. There was some advertisement by one of the governments, and uh, one of the achievements of the government was the Simpita. It was? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we made it to <laughs> that list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we made several such lists <laughs> where government advertised about us, about the simple and so on. But uh, nothing came out of meeting ministers of both governments. They just could not get through the bureaucracy to you know, give us an order of uh, 10,000 machines or something. That, I think, is the main problem that the only way I think government can encourage, see government is a big spender. Yeah. Government doesn't have to do startup missions of various sorts and all sorts of things, right? And they're not geared to do. But I think what government can do is, in situations like this, they can actually be the first customer. And that actually helps a lot. Uh, and that's how lots of things got created in the US. Army is a big customer of a lot of new technologies. So that somehow that mindset has not yet come to India. And uh, until that comes, I think uh, we will be suffering. We will do our hardware, we'll do things. They'll all be in some small scale uh, ventures of various sorts. And people will try for three, four years, they'll fail. We were lucky that we got acquired by company and so on. And in the process, we made some money. We are comfortably off. But uh, most people, it's a struggle. I think it's not easy. And with stories like these, uh, even the newer entrepreneurs mm -hmm. would think a million times before attempting a hardware startup. I believe so, yeah. I, th I would think so. But people have been trying. But I think one of the things I think that happens is that they also underestimate the amount of money that they require. Mm -hmm. I agree. And. Uh, at least the four or five hardware companies that I've seen locally and other places has been that they work on a very tight budget. Four or five friends get together. They don't take salaries. And uh, they think they can build the product. And once they build the product, it sells. Nothing sells. But they don't realize that because of their lack of uh, experience. Uh, and then after the product is developed, uh, they suddenly find that they're not able to make any money, no money is flowing in, they've already been on the uh, road, so to speak, for a couple of years, building this product and so on, their families there. And uh, then they sort of realize that I can't spend another two years you yeah. know, without salaries and so on and so forth, and uh, they take up a job. And 
so that's a difficult part so some of it is i think uh, not being realistic about you know how these companies run they probably shouldn't even get started unless they raise in a couple of crores of angel money or something they should they shouldn't even attempt it okay but these people are people who put in you know 5 lakhs or 10 lakhs of their own money for five people they say okay 50 lakhs how much does this device cost but there is only about 5000 so i can build it <laughs> right but then when they start building they sort of realize that uh, expenses mount it's not that so cheap foolishness bravado i mean this is also no, a deep entrepreneurial uh, it's not foolishness i mean the fact that they want to do it is uh, shows that uh, they have an entrepreneurial streak somewhere right and they're prepared to take that risk so that's a good thing i think the bad thing is the lack of uh, reality about what it takes to build a product so as i said in an rkf if today you said they're not start something of this sort i said you know, unless i have over 6300 crores i won't even touch simple like product okay? and at that point in time and i mean forget government helping government also did other things so government started uh, this media lab asia yeah okay? and they put what 60 crores and they wanted to build a competing product and the secretary at that point in time Uh, of the ministry of it went on stage in a in an evening where they were supposed to felicitate us we won the first devang mehta award and the secretary went on stage and he said minister within a year we will have a solution that's better than the computer or something to that effect <laughs> so i was not quite sure what we were doing there sitting there being <laughs> honored for uh, innovation uh, and they had the money of course yeah, yeah 60 had, crore is yeah, a lot of money. they had a lot of money and uh, eventually they just wound it down nothing really came out of it yeah so so i think in somewhere there has to be support okay it almost yeah. sounds like and you know i mean don't uh, i'm an outsider mm-hmm. <laughs> not trying to sensationalize i normally yeah. don't do that mm-hmm. it almost sounds like uh, how india killed simputer i'm you know, i'm sorry if if i sound like that but i'm being honest here i i don't know whether india killed simputer in some sense i think all avenues that we looked at right nobody was prepared to take a risk okay? we went to banks so you did that yeah monor used to sit on a public sector bank mm-hmm. and he used to actually be part of a committee which would decide whether somebody can get a loan or not and then one day i told him why can't we do it ourselves I said okay and we went to banks nobody is prepared to take a risk so maybe wisely i don't know i mean in hindsight who knows you could have been part of that npa thing what <laughs> 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 but then anyway so they didn't take the risk and uh, so we went to banks we went to vcs so i can tell you that uh, initially the few vcs we went to so it was always uh, i don't know uh, the colloquial way of putting it but uh, i don't want to do that but the two i mean we go we know that there are two companies 
and then they'll talk about this impeta because everybody has heard of this impeta. Okay, there no, so it opened doors. Okay, there was no question about uh, us not getting an appointment with anyone or something. It opened doors. So everybody was curious, so we would go in, and then the impeta and this and that and so on, and then but it was hardware. Do you have a patent in the hardware? No, it's an open source the hardware platform we have. Yeah. Then how do I give you money? And so on and so forth. You know what about other things that we do? Oh, we have this brand with the life science company. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So can we have a conversation about that? Yeah. So we got a lot of money to stand. Yeah. Yeah, the colloquial thing, I think you can decide, depending on your this thing, whether we can put it or not. Of course we can put it. <laughs> no, no, I think I'm, I'll tell you what it is. It's really about two sisters <laughs> going for the <laughs> thing, okay? And for some reason, people always picked up the picked up stand because I think let me give you another example uh, one of the things that we would get asked was can you open Excel spreadsheet on this can you open word documents on this and if you said which farmer requires word document with Excel spreadsheets no 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 if they had to work Excel spreadsheet was there I would have bought the device yeah. five years later the iPhone came, which did not even have a copy paste. If you remember the original <laughs> yeah. SMS, yeah. if you had sent it to five people, yeah. you had to do it five times. Yeah. Okay. It had absolutely nothing about. Uh, it had a browser. Uh, it had a music uh, system, iTunes, and it had a phone. Right. And if you remember that uh, famous uh, Steve Jobs presentation, mm -hmm. he said there are three pillars, and we are building on top. Yes. That's it. There's yes. nothing else yes. that you need to bother. The world laps that up. They don't ask, why does this not have word? How can I not? You know, what do I do with my spreadsheet? Of course, now everything is there. Okay. But these are the questions that we would repeatedly be asked. Okay. Compatibility with Windows. Right? And we would keep saying, it's a Linux machine. It's not meant for this. It's a different uh, idea. It was just not on. So our idea was that it just takes a few bits of data to make a difference to people's lives in India. One other example that I missed, which was an interesting example, <coughs> is selling tomatoes, right? Even now it happens. People go to the yard, the prices would have fallen, and uh, they just you know, land up dumping tomatoes on the road and they just come back, right? 50 paise, potatoes at 50 paise kg and so on, it still happens. Part of the reason is because this person who is going towards the yard does not know what the price of the yard is. And there are probably three yards in that neighborhood. The person can actually look at all three or four and decide where to go. Okay. But that information is not present currently. Right. So that is a problem. That few bits of information are not available to a person. But by and large, simply it is a success in the sense that we did this, and we were the first to do it, and we have vanguards and so on. <coughs> but I think much of the simple story got realized through probably phones, right? Where you got smartphones, and today everybody has a phone. Yes. And uh, so communication has happened. It didn't happen the way we wanted, sure. but it happened. So eventually has the digital divide been sort of bridged? To a large extent, I think in India, 
uh, data plans have taken off. Everybody has some connection. Uh, they are happy to look at some pages on the <coughs> internet, do things. Uh, slightly better off places. It's used for education. So all those things have happened. But it would have been good to see it around in evolved form instead Correct. of fade away in current time, yeah, right? right? I mean, yeah. In fact, uh, there's an article in the New York Times, which came, I think, at the end of 2001. Mm. They were summarizing. Uh, the New York Times had an article that summarized what the best technology product of 2001 was, mm. and uh, they put Simpeter as a technology product, and uh, they put it ahead of. I think the Windows XP or something else had come at that point. And uh, Apple had a product. Mm. Steve Jobs had just come back. And I think it was Apple G4. But this person placed the Simpita ahead of uh, either of the product. And it was a very interesting reason why he placed it ahead. In some sense, uh, Bollywood is the only other big industry that uh, stands apart from Hollywood. Uh, Indian cinema, I think, is fairly rich and fairly diverse. In fact, uh, regional cinemas in India, like yeah. in Tamil and Malayalam and Canada, have been even richer than yeah. probably even yeah. uh, Hindi cinemas and so True. on okay, for a long time. So his assumption was that our machines are made for our crowds, our culture. And so they are like our cars. They are large, they are shiny, they become obsolete very fast, you throw them away and so on. Some guys in India are trying to develop a technology for themselves. And because culturally it's a different place, their solutions will be vastly be different from this type of solution that will emerge from the West. And he said, that's exciting. And, uh, and as I indicated, all the writing and so on. So we did have a product that's, uh, at that point in time, was very unusual. It was a very innovative, yeah. uh, creative, <coughs> Uh, exploration of what could be done with a computing device. Uh, so that was true, and uh, but that did not. It did not. I mean, we couldn't set up the film industry, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> so no, but making for India <coughs> should have been cool. I mean, have been cool. I, yeah. it's still. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. But I think at this point, as I said, uh, somebody asked me about uh, two, three years back. If you get funding, can do you think you can revive the simpeter? But I think the simpeter time has passed. I mean, we are ahead of our times, probably. Maybe five years, six years, ten years, maybe, depending on what technology you pick up. Sounds like an interstellar but, movie. Uh, <laughs> but I think now others have. I mean, all of those things are available in some form or other. Not probably on the same device, but okay. multiple devices, handles. I think you will find several of these things. Uh, so that makes me happy whenever I see. The fact that those ideas were already there, and uh, so that gives a satisfaction that that we can be in India, but we can think about sure. interesting things. It's not that it'll be somewhere in the West sitting somewhere to do interesting things. So we can do interesting things in India. Sure. Support is a problem. Sure, we can. Yeah. Uh, on a final note, since <laughs> I don't want to, mm -hmm. uh, you you clearly are a, a long warrior. Uh, before we started this mm. <laughs> recording, we were talking about Ati, right? Mm. The, the the latest, mm. I can call it a hardware company, mm. <laughs> that you are involved with, right? Uh, so let's close this conversation mm. with uh, some words from you about what you are doing now. Mm. And you call it something like your final... <laughs> no. Uh, 
I like that story of hope because from computer to this it's quite a journey. So Ati is uh, about making an autonomous cargo vehicle. And uh, I think, so I've always felt that aerospace has been, is a great engineering discipline because it brings in a lot of other disciplines to, uh, to play. So you have to be a control engineer to be able to control the aircraft. You must be a materials engineer to be able to you know, do the aircraft. <coughs> structural, you, know, you have to be a structural engineer to be able to figure out the, what the integrity of the aircraft, what loads it can take, and what lifts, and so on. So aerospace, and you need to be a computer science person to be able to eventually drive it anyway. So it, it, it encompasses all the basic disciplines of engineering, and that's a great thing. Autonomous vehicles today are at that same focal point. So today an autonomous vehicle, and now that we have been building this for the last eight months, uh, the fact that it's an autonomy means that it requires machine learning, it requires control theory, it requires computer science, good computer science, hardware. Okay. So all of these are required. Uh, the fact that it's an electric vehicle means that we have to make our own battery packs we have to write our own uh, battery management systems. Yeah. And we now have people to do that internally. Yeah. Uh, the fact that uh, we said that the vehicle requires a reasonable range in terms of uh, travel means that we are actually def defining, uh, defining and designing our own induction motor. And uh, it's nearly ready. Uh, because induction motor is more difficult to control, but gives us better performance in terms of efficiency of batteries and so on usage. So that we are doing. Uh, because this is a device that is uh, for a machine, we do not want what, one of the things we decided early was that we didn't want to retrofit okay. uh, an autonomous solution on top of an existing vehicle. And people do that. They take a Maruti van or something. Yeah change the steering, yeah. put something else, a motor there. And yeah. Okay, we'll... Like those boats in Kerala. Yeah, <laughs> lots of those things are there. Mm -hmm. So we said we will not do that. Mm -hmm. And we wanted a cargo vehicle. And I'll come to why cargo vehicle. So we said... Uh, and we said that... Uh, oh, sorry, I lost the thought. So, so where huh. I? I you were talking uh, about uh, the... Sorry. <laughs> the... Uh, the whole, uh, the reason why you picked a cargo. Ah, no, it's okay. Then we said we will build the vehicle from scratch. Sure. Because the assumptions that we have on our vehicle are different from the assumptions that other vehicles have been built. Mm -hmm. Typically, a Maruti van and so on is built for comfort of the person using it. A cargo vehicle does not have any person, there's nobody sitting in the vehicle. Consequently, drive comfort is not a criteria for us. So several things go away. The interior goes away. Right? We don't have to bother about those things. So we said we can't take a vehicle and then do things. We'll build the vehicle from scratch. So that we did. So our hardware, uh, so the chassis is ready now. So the body is coming up. Uh, so all of that has happened. We also got inspired by our own internal uh, TVS50 type things, where the people, the old world has something interesting. And this is true of India, 
it's true of Indonesia, it's true of uh, old Europe. Streets tend to be narrow, and you want cargo to go through them. And in India, the way it's accomplished is probably through a TVS 50 with all sorts of things hanging you know, in a variety of directions, and this guy navigates. Right? So we said that we'll have a form factor where the width is the width of a two-wheeler. Okay? Wow. So that it actually wades through this. Wades through not just our roads, but roads in Europe, roads in uh, Far East. Okay. Because these roads are of that nature. So, so again, like the simpler, we have a very interesting design. Okay. We have thought through what is required and uh, what needs to be done. And uh, like aerospace, we now have people with expertise in each of these areas multiple disciplines and uh, and as a, I think the reason for the cargo is because we didn't want to get into these trolley problems and so on. Mm -hmm. If there's a person sitting inside yeah. and let's say there's a danger of collision, the question that arises is do I collide with uh, you know, two people here or five people there, how do I decide? The ethical questions about it's what happens in the case of an accident. With cargo we don't have that problem. Yeah. If uh, the worst case is that you destroy the cargo, which is fine. So that was another uh, reason. And we also said that initially we will run these vehicles not on, on, not on uh, public roads, but on private campuses. Sure. Okay. So we can avoid the regulatory framework of getting a license plate and so on and so forth. So that's the, those are the design choices that have gone into making of uh, the Ati motor. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think uh, probably by end of next year, I think by the end of this year we'll have a prototype. Sure. By the end of next year <laughs> we'll have a every the entire stack integrated. So the chassis and so on are there, but this is just for us to test out various things, yeah. assumptions and so on. Uh, and then we'll do one more iteration next year. <coughs> by the end of next year, I think we'll be ready to showcase. Uh, an autonomous vehicle, okay. maybe January 2019 or December 2018, and we will we will reach there. And we have extremely good talent yeah. because uh, this is something that's resonated with a lot of people. And uh, so, the, I think we have been good at. So I think Bangalore does not. I mean, for something like this, talent is difficult to find. Yeah. We, but then we need to find only a few individuals. And. Uh, that we have managed to do. We have some uh, many senior people and some junior people. That's been a good mix. So, uh, I think now we are about 25, 30. So it's uh, amazing. So that's been going amazing. on. More power to you. Thanks. And <laughs> and I really hope this. So the last thing I meant, I mean, what I mentioned was sure. The last cast of the day was in <laughs> was to say that uh, this sort of technology, I think, will be difficult to develop. For me, at least, once I reach my 60s, I hopefully I'll have other things to do. Yeah. So this is my large, last large technology uh, project. And as I said elsewhere, uh, yesterday in some other context, you can cut it off. Uh, sure, don't worry. Uh, your competitors, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw that. The AI <laughs> so, yeah. So the. Uh, thing was that uh, 
people always say that somebody will, the West will develop it, will eventually get a technology transfer and do it. I probably will. But most of the time, I think we have to redesign the wheel or reinvent the wheel. We have to reinvent the wheel because nobody wants to give us the wheel. Yeah. So, so that was a golden quote. Yeah. So I think, yeah. uh, so I think that is the issue. People don't somehow realize. And we have missed every technology bus in the last 30 years. There's not a single technology bus that we have managed to catch. Autonomy is the latest. And uh, I hope at least we catch this bus and make sure that we arrive somewhere. We will, and I'm very hopeful. I'm hopeful because you are not giving up. <laughs> no, I, I, there's no reason to give up. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I said, intellectually, it's been an exciting and stimulating journey. Last, it's now, I'm now in my 17th year post IAC. Uh, it's been a intellectually stimulating journey. I have absolutely no complaints about that. I think the only complaint, if at all there is, is can be about the level of support that others can give. Uh, but then, one has been in India for long enough to know that uh, <laughs> these are real issues and we can't wish them away and they're going to be there. So, yeah, so one thing I think for Ati at least, mm. so while we have made this product inspired by all of these constraints, so one learning if uh, you want to take as an entrepreneur, yeah. our market is not going to be Indian. India is going to be a secondary market. Because if it is an Indian market, I don't think we can yeah. sell it at the price points that uh, we can. India, I think, is still at a place where we want reasonable solutions at cheap prices. Yeah. We are not at a place where we want excellent solutions at whatever price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, so yeah. that, I think, is a problem. Yeah. Uh, so India is very difficult to build a Tesla in India for India. So our market is going to be outside of India. And again, the reason for the cargo is because there's no way we can compete with uh, the Teslas of the sure. world, okay? in just in terms of yes. your money and other stuff. So we required a niche which we can pick up and do something interesting. And I believe we have that niche now. So. Thank you for your time. I'll, uh, Thanks, Mukesh, uh, for uh, really insightful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thanks so for much. inviting me. <laughs> Thank you.